What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Long Days with Giannis Pappas. As you can see, we have what you call a set at this point. It's all ready. And, you know, John Stamos told me he was going to be a guest on this podcast. And although it was going to be by Zoom, I didn't want to do it without a set. So now we're going to run it through with Sergio to make sure the shots look good. So I'm here with my very good friend. That's, I'm joking, by the way. That's a joke. <laughs> You're supposed to it. laugh. No, I felt like you took it seriously. <laughs> I felt like you took it seriously. No, no. You were like, yo, does he I'm, have beard? I'm just thinking about the pocket dial of John Stamos <laughs> the, <laughs> at the show. <laughs> we'll talk about that, too. My very good friend, Sergio Chicone, comedian, uh, boxing expert, uh, dusty kid, very dusty. He, he says he likes dusty stuff. He yeah. came up with the expression dusty on his weekend. And let me tell you something right now. It's a keeper. Yeah, I've been moving around like a dusty kid. I was on a dusty-ass train uh, from Manhattan and doing some dusty-ass shit, looking at other people's text messages on the train. You ever do that shit, Jesse? <laughs> Just look over someone's shoulder and read a text? I'm always looking looking forward to like a, a sex text or something like that. I'm a nosy kid. That's inappropriate. I think that's borderline criminal at that point. It might be. And, I, you know, and I'm, not a, I'm, not, I'm not too good to be a peeping Tom, but I have a ground-level apartment, so I don't see shit. <laughs> But if I had binoculars and I lived in a high riser, I would definitely have a, a whole setup going on. There's something, there's something about seeing people have sex that you don't know. That it's like in person, like live. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody's going to see that and go like, all right, no, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, Let they're not going to go like this with the curtains. Yeah, nobody's going to close. You're going to look. Yeah. I don't, even if you're Jesus, I think Jesus would look. Yeah. I think even the best people morally will look. Yeah, I'm holding the binoculars with one hand, Pop. <laughs> So if you don't know, we didn't tell you what Dusty means. So Dusty means, let me let me break. Me and Sergio just did a weekend together. Thank you to all the fans that came out. We had a great time. It was packed out. Celebrity theater, so much fun. Long days, fans everywhere. So me and Serge did this show, and we were staying at what you would now call kind of a Dusty Hotel, right? Uh, it's the Claridge Hotel that at one point was popping. Absolutely beautiful structurally, but it is this Dusty. I mean, as soon as I walk into my hotel room, a uh, five-inch pubic hair, curly. <laughs> and I left it there the entire weekend. I yeah. wasn't touching that shit. Yeah, it was a dusty spot, and Serge, Serge came, he made up the term dusty that weekend. So he just made it up. That's a Sergio Chicone special. Dusty means it's kind of a synonym for dirtbag shit. You're kind of an expert <laughs> in snakes. Everything that comes out of your mind is either reptile-related, boxing-related, comedy-related, or... You filter everything through. You're like a dirtbag <laughs> investigator. <laughs> All you do is search for what your friends are doing that's dirtbag or for what you are doing that's dirtbag. Yeah, it's just a good way to punctuate things. Uh, that's, that's some dirtbag shit. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what some dirtbag shit is. Atlantic City is some dirtbag shit. Atlantic City looks like it is being interviewed by Sergio on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Sergio's going, so what happened, man? What, what, how, what happened to you? How you got so dusty? Yeah, I mean, I have some dusty-ass guests on my show. Have you, have you ever, like, watched a clip 
I'm, I'm always getting like, I got to get you on for the shooting victims portion because I got shooting victims. What? Yo, oh, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, Jesse, yeah. what do you think about this for a, a potential show? Uh, uh, a sh- uh, the shooter and the victim, same room. <laughs> we were yeah. talking about it. He, 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 and they he, made up like six hours ago. Wait, the, want me to tell you something? That's, first of all, we were talking about that last That's a great idea. Second of all, I did, you didn't notice some dirtbag shit I'm doing right now. Oh, man, I I've done this have, shit before. I still have the sticker on the shirt from Old Navy. There's nothing like a fresh shirt. Nothing but like the, a yo, fresh shirt. But you get, you get stopped right in your tracks when you have to, when you have to pull up that sticker in public. <laughs> right? Why is that? It happens in jeans. Like, it, it fucks up your flow. Yeah, so we did the show. We had a good time in Atlantic City. Uh, fun show, especially the first night. One show. Does anything feel as good as one show? When you just have that to is do nice. one show. That's it. We did one show, and then second night we did two shows. But the hotel, just so we'll start with the hotel. The hotel in Atlantic City is called The Claridge. It used. To, it, it looks like, uh, it almost looks like Jack Nicholson's in The Shining, the way yes. the hotel used to be. And then you get there, and it's just kind of a shell of itself. It's not, and Atlantic City, I mean, Atlantic City looks bombed out. Atlantic City looked like it got bombed. Yeah. It looks like actually the CCP in China bombed it, and we're, we're trying to keep the culture going. <laughs> yeah, like every other building is boarded up. It really is something out the wire. I think you said that. It feels like something off the wire. Yeah. But, I, you know, I don't mind that. Like, Giannis, you don't mind it until it keeps you up at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of walks around with his head up like, oh, like scoffing at everything. He's like, oh, I can't. Oh, this place is disgusting. But I kind of like the seediness. I don't mind seeing people down and out and, you know, and kind of being around that because it just shows how much better I'm doing than them. <laughs> And I like, I like. That's why you like it. You like it for some dusty reasons. Yeah, I like it for some dusty reasons. So you like to look at people and be like, "I'm better than you." Yeah, yeah. I'm like way ahead of you on so many levels, right. physically, mentally. I just got it. Also, you know, like I said this, I said this uh, on stage, so I'll say it again. The thing about Atlantic City, we walked, uh, we went to the White House to get some sandwiches. And uh, when Sergio was talking to his wife, he was like, yeah, me and Yanis. First of all, it's dirtbag. You call me Yanis. I've I known go you, back and forth. I know you for over a decade. I say Yanis and Yanis. Yeah, you go, yeah. He was like, yeah, you know, me and Yanis. Um, we went like. He, and every time I call you Yanis, I can feel you dart. Like, yeah, I mean, yo, me. dude, he referred to my name as if he was a host on an urban show that never met me before. <laughs> you know how many times on an urban show I've been called coming to stage? Yanis. <laughs> So he told his wife, he goes, me and Yanis went to, uh, we went to, uh, he called it White Castle. He couldn't even, he so, sometimes he'll get so lazy with the information because yeah. he doesn't care that the place was called White House. He said, yeah, me and Yanis went to White Castle. He, he goes, we went to this really good spot, White Castle. Like his wife would be like, what? Really good spot, White Castle? And I said, the yeah, back, I, I, said, it's called, I said, it's called White House. Yeah. And this is how dirtbag Atlantic City is. It looks like the whole city, the primary economy of Atlantic City is drug dealing. You know how you go to San Francisco, you're like, oh, this is a tech town. You come here, you're like, oh, this Wall Street, this is a money town. That's you go exactly to Atlantic right. City, you go like, you could knock on any door and they'd be, you'd be like, can I get some drugs? And, and they're not like, going to yep. be good drugs, going to be some dusty ass drugs. Yes. Know that. But I got to say, man, my record in Atlantic City is one and two. The first time I went out you there... You fought in Atlantic City? No. Oh, okay. I didn't fight in Atlantic City, but I fought my addiction in Atlantic City, and I lost twice. <laughs> I'm one and two. The first time I went there, I was I dragged myself to oblivion, yeah. and I was hanging out with some lady who had a raspy voice. She was like, you're going to let me drink your sangria? And I hung out with her. And she had no bottom teeth. It was just like... like 
Like a wolf. Like, yeah. like a bulldog. She had bulldog teeth, but these are over And she was a lot of fun. You know, like she was a lot of fun. I remember she had these big, big titties and it was like a vein squiggling on it. And she had a tattoo of a devil. And she was cool. I think her name was Dorothy. And she said, yeah, you're going to share that sangria, poppy? And I hung out one for a good portion of my time out there. Yo. Like at least four hours in the sun. So... And I, was, and I wasn't supposed to be drinking at that time. You're probably never supposed to be drinking yeah. because you're the type of kid who has one and then one turns into 100, right? Yeah, so I had a little bit of cocaine left over <laughs> from the night before I went to Atlantic City on my bus. I took a bump on a Greyhound bus. <laughs> Oh, yeah, funny. like it was like the bumpy ass ride taking a bump, and my friend is like this, yo, save me something, like peeking over like a prairie dog out of a mound, you know what I'm saying? And it was just that kind of weekend, yeah. but it was a fun weekend. That's yeah. like sometimes it just matches, yeah, because I was with good company. So that was that was one, right? I yeah. lost the first because I was I, I came back to New York like right. a piece of shit. Wait, but is that a loss? That sounds like a win to me. If you it's a out loss with- because I shouldn't be behaving that way right, as right. an adult, right? You know, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't a loss, but I definitely like. No, that sounds like a loss. If you're doing a bump on a greyhound, yeah, I, that's a loss. That's dangerous. Yo, if I was, if I had you, if I had you on one side, and I had Atlantic City on the other, right, and I was the ref, <laughs> I would hold up Atlantic yeah. City's arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I don't know why I pitched you not as a ref. You'd be, you be disappointed in the decision too. You go, damn man, I don't know. I had a good time. I hung out with a woman who had a tattoo and a tit in the vein down here. <laughs> is it is a dirt bag that I don't pitch you as a ref, but as a car girl, like. <laughs> <laughs> And not even with the Marisa wig, just like that with the, with just a lot of hair, just fucking holding the one o. Okay, so you own one. What's the other one? And the other one was bad. And I think I told you a little bit of this story. I'm hanging out with a, uh, so I'm I'm featured for a magician, right? Out in Atlantic City, yeah. Yo, gigs, right? Hard to get a win when you're featuring for a magician. Yeah, and I'm still, you know, I'm in the I'm in the cloud of my bullshit, right? But I still love and respect animals. And this guy has a lot of animals. As part of his act. That's and what I like about you. It, not to cut you off, but that's what I like about you. You love animals so much that I picture you coming home, blowing lines, <laughs> lying to your wife, hiding in the bathroom, putting on... But there's ceremony. always a fresh bowl of water for the snakes. There's always a fresh bowl of water. You're always going to come home and make sure you take care of your snakes. Yeah. Even if you're high out of your mind, you're going to go to the freezer, get out a mouse, yeah, and, feed, out, and yeah. feed whatever his name is. What's the names of the snakes? Uh, Astro, Pluto, Comet, there's a bunch of them. Elvira. <laughs> At this point, Sergio has nine snakes. So most people have a midlife crisis. They get a sports car. Chris just, I mean, Sergio just keeps getting snakes. That uh-huh. was a Freudian slip. <laughs> you call me Christopher? I used to call you Christopher because we're on the set. <laughs> yeah, Sergio just gets another snake. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so, and then the second loss. So I'm hanging out with a magician and, uh, you know, he's like, let's get fucked up. And he got like all these silver rings. He got his hair plastered to the side. He's wearing a fedora, all the bullshit. He throws his doves and rabbits in the backseat of a Subaru. And it's like 90 degrees. And it's like no water. The, the car dries a bone. I'm like, yo, you got to give them water. He was like, oh, no, man, they die off. Man. I just write it off. Like dirtbag shit. It's so like, the magician's basically saying like, if his, matter, if his doves, doves die, he just gets another dove. He writes off the dead dove. Correct. And right there, that threw you for that threw you for a loop because you love those doves. Yeah, but in spite of the way he was going to treat those animals, I went ahead and I and I searched for drugs with the magician, <laughs> like all night long. I mean, that's just what drugs do to you, right? right. So we go, um, and this guy's doing magic tricks, but fucking up. You know, there's nothing funnier than seeing a, a magic trick. He's a magician, though. He's not just a magic guy. Yeah, he's a magician, so yeah. he's supposed to like not fuck up. Yeah, like a a guy. 
from work that's, you know, a janitor who does a little finger, you know, pulls the finger out and, you know, you, you expect him to fuck up next to the mop bucket. Right, right. But the magician, this guy's getting paid. Right. Yo, I saw him drink and just fucking up tricks. Like, oh, I see it. I heard girls like saying, <laughs> I see it. Like, but I'm far away. I'm like eight feet away and there's blowing up a spot. I see it. That's wrong. I can see a trick. But he's a low-level magician. I mean, he's, low he doesn't have a billboard. He has more of a, a loose-leaf piece of paper posted on a wall saying he'll be somewhere. Yeah, exactly. His, his flyer's on a piece of paper, not even cardboard. The shit is just a piece of paper taped up with a rip in it. Yeah, the dude is fucking, he's named after a horoscope sign probably, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a dirt bag. But here's the thing. Blazer with the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the pads and, you know, Velcro collars, that type of shit. Yeah, and that, that, I mean, uh, quarter-word college, my bad. That's the real magic trick of him is that he does his magic show, and then what the kids don't know is when the magic show's done, he goes and searches for cocaine. Right. That's the real magic right there. That's, and he gave up on me. Like, I just thought, oh, this guy, you know, he's not going to give up. And it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. We're in the casino floor of Atlantic City. I bump, by, you know, I bump into uh, this big black dude. We make, we make eye contact. Wait a second. He gave up on you being like he, on the search. Like, he says, I'm going home. So, wait, you guys search for cocaine till 8 in the morning? Pretty much. That's a lot of hours to That's search a lot for of coke. Hours. And in the, and the, and the mix, he's fucking a magic tricks. But how do you not find cocaine for six hours in Atlantic I mean, he City? Had, he, had, he was making calls. Were you guys asking for something else? Were you that no, fucked up already? No. You were going like, can I, what's it called? Were you, did you guys forget what it was called? No, you were like, no. yo, he where can we get calls, some pizza? And then I, 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 I eventually just saw a street level. Let's just be down. honest, Serge. If our friend Angelo was alive in there, you would have been able to find cocaine in 10 minutes. <laughs> Rest in peace, Angelo. Yeah, he would appreciate it. He, he would have pulled out a top hat and a rabbit holding coke. <laughs> so eight in the morning, you guys are still searching for coke. Yeah, You've I, been searching for coke for hours. Now, how does one search for coke? Does one just walk up to people no, and go, so do you have coke? He, he was making phone calls on like a shitty cell phone, you know. And then I became, I, you know. I Did was, you get mad and go, yo, motherfucker, you're a magician. Make some coke appear. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you make some coke I kept, appear? I kept on, you know, he was talking to girls and I was elbowing him like, Yo, did they, anyone call back? He's like, nothing, buddy, nothing. And then he was fucking up a magic trick. And there's so, nothing worse than like just drinking and waiting for the Coke. Yeah, so 8 a.m., he decides to fold it in by yeah. how? How does he fold it in? He, he says to you, Serge, buddy. He might have just disappeared. Yeah. Like, he might have done the real. Very appropriate. Yeah. Very apropos. Exactly. And then I bump into this guy, and he's like, hydro. Wait like, a second. So you kept going. I kept going. You, you were like, ah, I'm going to figure it out. I was just trying to make eye contact with the right person. Right. And just, you know, that type of shit. Like, I was uh, cruising. Yeah. Is that what it's about when you try to fight coke? Just, it's all in the eye contact? Yeah, but I never... Do you ever accidentally make eye contact with a dude who thinks you're just gay and goes <laughs> and gives you the... And then you go... No, be, I never buy like... The, that's how, you know, I never buy off of some dude in the street like that. Right. It's like the first time. Right. You know, usually I have a connect, but I'm in Atlantic City. And this motherfucker was like, I got weed, coke. And I was like, you got coke? <laughs> You know, like, my eyes, like, rolled back like the slot machine. They went, <laughs> and uh, there were, like, little snowflakes in my eyes. You know how they got the sevens? But I was snowflakes. Yeah, jackpot. Yeah. Yeah, jackpot. And um, I could, there was something about him. Oh, did you pay when you pulled out? Did you pay with, like, sick dollar bills that you unfolded? I went to the bank. Up? I went to, like, an ATM. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, I went to an ATM with him standing behind me. It was, like, a $10 fee. We did it outside the casino, so now we're, like, in an alleyway. By a dumpster. Oh, man. Yeah, it's bad. And I, you know, so he was like, you sure you don't want the weed? And when he said that, it suggested to me that he was like an empathetic. He was showing empathy. Wait, because you're basically saying. He's telling me. He's telling me the coke is garbage. It's garbage. Yeah, because he was like, you sure you don't want the weed? And I'm like, nah. 
<laughs> I was like, nah, I want the and it was like a it was a, it was such a ridiculous bag of coke. It was like like a Santa Claus bag, but clear. Like he like pulled it off his shoulder and like put it out and I dropped the money in the middle of the street. A cop car flew by. Did he give you his number just in case? Yes. Like, he gave me his number. How I, does that work? Me trying to be street savvy. Right. I, was, I, I told him, listen, this is fake. Yo, give me a number. I'm going to call you right now. And I called him. His, his phone rang. He said, I got you. It's not, it's, it's, so you didn't do the coke in front of him? No, no. We're like in the street. Right, right, right. I go, so it was his cell phone number when he called. Yeah. It was him. And, um, so that's at that point you're thinking it's legit because he gave me his yeah, number. Man. Even and though go, even though the coke was probably like purple or something, yeah. you're still like, yo, I need coke. And as soon as I as soon as I hit it, you know, I went. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, I hit it like eight more. <laughs> <laughs> and everything, you know, my body was rejecting. I was tearing. My nose was running, and it was it was like saline solution or something. It was like crush. <laughs> Yeah, it was super dirtbag. So and you they, get high at all, you just got hurt. Yeah, I just got hurt, man. Did, so you, call, was, did you call him up? And I called him up. He's like, nah, nah. You know, he's just like, nah, I can't be. I got you, man. I'm coming back. And they turned his phone off. And that was it? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so, I was, oh, I was, so you just I was, kept calling straight to voicemail. Right. Right. And so, did you give up on that eventually? You yeah, kept going. You know, just I just pictured you there for a full day going straight to voicemail. You go, ah, he's going to pick up. I mean, he's on the he's on the level. He gave me his number. And just keep pressing. But it just went to voicemail. That was it. And was you can't, what, did you leave a message? Like, yo, man. <coughs> yeah, I think I left a message. Oh, we, had pri- we had previously spoken and you said that you were going to make good. This is. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah I, I definitely left a message or two. And then I just, I just, I just, I just uh, called it. And that's so that was Owen. That's Owen too. That's that. That's that. The second one is like a late round knockout. Yeah, that one is a knockout. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, bad. Yeah, like yeah. you ain't not recover from that one. Yeah, it was. It was almost. It almost looked like the fight we watched, where Sanders was fighting good, and then as soon as you sniffed the blow, that's when Canelo broke his eye socket. Yeah. But up until that point, there was a lot of hope to that night. You were on the way. That is definitely zero for two. In Atlantic City. I'm raising Atlantic City's arm once again. For real. Now, let's hear about the victory. Was it doing shows with Giannis Pappas at the yeah. Celebrity Theater? Doing, doing, yeah, we had a good time. You know, uh, I, you know, anytime you're alone, you could, you could get some dirtbag shit. But, you know, we worked out. We joked around a lot. And we had a good old time. It was just a wholesome weekend with some Lucy's on my part. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it, man. So all my people who, like, you know, look up to me, like, oh, man, Serge... I, you know, you work out so much, you run and everything. I'm a, I'm a bit of a dirtbag. I smoke Lucy's. You know, I hide, I hide them from my daughter. You know, there's always like a, l- a little yellow carton. This stash somewhere, you know, next to my CDs in the apartment. Well, here's the thing about you, too. I you look like, to it. You look like the last dude who's going to pull out uh, a pack of American spirits. I know. It's yeah, like, yeah, I mean. You, I definitely look like a Newport. You look like a Newport. Yeah, but you pull out. He pulls out American spirits. I mean, it's not like they make you feel any better either. No. That shit's burn like there's crack cocaine in it. It burns slow. Yeah. You know, it's a great cigarette for uh for uh bar backs and waiters, I hear, because when they take their breaks from a job that they hate. It's a long hate, one, it's long it's smoke. It's a long one, it's a long smoke. But you know, you when you run, you ran you run five miles, you woke up and you ran five miles on the boardwalk. I think you're entitled to a smoke. Yeah. It I still think, feels I think dirt that's bag. like a dessert. Yeah. Well, it is dirtbag, but on the scale of the two stories you just told us, and then that you sneaking a Lucy, I'm gonna go with uh, sneaking a Lucy. Almost sounds like you're going to see Beethoven do a symphony. <laughs> I mean, that's how classy that shit sounds. Yeah, Jesse, can I ask you something? I, I feel a little dirtbag. I thought you was with- about to say, Jesse, why do you have a mullet? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. You look like a, a relief pitcher, man. Like yeah. I like it, right? That has to have been said. I, I can't be the first one. No, I, I mean, think- he looks like. Imagine when I see. 
Jesse's look right now, I think of Jose Canseco. I think of Dennis Eckersley yeah. with that sidearm. Yeah. I think of Mike Schmidt. Yeah. I think of Kirk G Gibson. Yeah. You know, limping over the past the bases. Yeah, that's right. You just named all players from when you used to watch baseball. <laughs> yeah. 80s you and 90s. Dude, me too. I couldn't name one baseball player right now. Baseball, baseball has to do something to make the sport more exciting. They got to do something. It's the only sport that has not adapted to the times. Every other sport has made rule changes mm. to like adapt to the faster pace, except for baseball, you know? So it's just the same thing. They allow the American League to play the National League. They mix that shit all up. But that was the anything. change they make. Yeah, I mean, that's nice that that happened. They should have been doing that all along. But I mean, they got to do something to speed up the game. Yeah. People don't have the... Steroids was the best thing that happened to it. It, it was, it was you know, like the kids said, that shit was lit. But the thing about baseball is it, it, you kind of enjoy it the, the older you get. Like everybody you, said that. The kids say that I'm getting old. Yeah, we're and I got old. a five o'clock shadow on my head, and I think I'm gonna regret it. All the views you get on this shit. <laughs> it's annoying, man. It's just like I should have came more prepared. Yo, I can't lie. When I went into your room when we were first going walk out, and you you can't see the five o'clock shadow until you turn around, and then you, it's like you, right? Yeah, you, you, your head looks like a public toilet seat. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're also brought to you by Keeps. Now, here's the deal. I got a lot of kids who are bald and listening to this podcast. Also, I'm a kid who's got thinner hair. I'm not balding. I got a full head, but I like to keep it a little thicker. So I only love sponsors that I use. So I started using Keeps and look at my hair now. I mean, John Stamos, watch out. I am definitely eligible right now to be your stunt double. Keeps is the supplement you need in your life. It's amazing. I actually love how they do this because look, Talking about hair loss, it's an embarrassing thing. You want to do it virtually. So with Keeps, you get to have discreet, discreet virtual sessions, and uh, they let you know what you need. And um, the packaging is discreet. Um, and we're talking about proven results, guys. They have five-star reviews, um, and they have more than any of their competitors. This stuff works. Look at how thick my hair is looking right now. Okay, prevention is key. That's why I started doing it. Okay, so if you see yourself thinning or if you have thin hair anywhere, you can even tell over the last two episodes when I started using it how, I mean, I look like Fonzarelli right now. So two out of three men will experience some sort of hair loss. So I know there's a lot of you out there who are looking, I need a little supplement to make my shit look thicker. Go with Keeps, okay? If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash fumes to receive your first month of treatment for free. That is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash fumes. So if you're ready to get your simple, stress-free, convenient virtual doctor consultation, your low-cost, your discreet packaging, uh, your five-star reviewed hair loss treatment, go right now to keeps.com slash fumes and you will receive you will receive your first month of treatment for free for free first one no charge <laughs> and you know it's fucking age man now i'm starting to get uh sunspots on it on it and my daughter's like oh daddy you're like a speckled egg like <laughs> that's you know, good dude that's com that's comedic chops to call it a speckled, speckled egg speckled egg is funny
Speckled Egg is real funny. So was the win in Atlantic City us, or was there another story? Was mm. I jumping the gun? The win in Atlantic City was us. And I got to tell you, I, you know, I kind of went in, like, you know, I had to mentally brace myself because it's, it's, it's I don't want to say it's, it's, it's traumatic, but it's definitely, that was my experience. Right. In Atlantic two times over. Right. And so I go in like, oh, yeah, Atlantic City is dirtbag and plenty for salad. Like, I know, but that's the way I behaved the last two times. So I had to definitely go in. You know, right, 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 right. Yeah, I know. It's a weird thing. No, that's kind of, it's like the, I remember the first show we did back here was like uh, right after I had COVID in here. And when I got back in here, it was just all bad memories from COVID. You kind of, a place gets haunted for you like that. AC had that haunting on it, but we turned it out nice. We went and got a brunch. We went and got brunch. We found the one outdoor spot. There was one restaurant that looks intact. That's not like, some sort of like burger spot or hot dog spot. Oh There's yeah, like one spot that's intact on the boardwalk, and we. But met- the waitress is annoying. She was like really at annoying. first we were like, oh, she's super dope and polite, and then she was like, she was like a fucking bird, like like a seagull, like this mad intrusive. This guy, hey, can I help you with anything? Yeah, she kept hovering over us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just remember her mask like moving like this. Hey, can I help you with anything? You need more water? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. You don't have to pay your bill now, but be sure. To just, you know, put it up here because I want to make sure that I take the bill when you actually pay and I don't leave you with the with the credit card in there. And then she come back. Do you want some water? And we're still eating. Can I take a plate? Like, she was annoying. She was annoying. That's the thing. It's like when you're in New Yorker, we are so spoiled. It's like if we were from like the Midwest or something, we would be like, she was so attentive. She kept coming. But New Yorkers, we're used to such a certain level of service that it, you can get to be too good, where you're coming to the table too much. It's like, you don't have to come check on us every five minutes. We got it. It almost felt like I thought she was. Gonna, she thought we were going to steal. <laughs> right. It felt a little she bit like that. Like, we're not gonna, yeah, she like, thought like we were going to get up on the bill. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and I know she didn't, but yeah. it felt like that a little bit. Right. There was that tone. Right. After a while, I was like, yo, are you going to... Which is a surprising tone because, I mean, we were like the two class. We look like Harvard scholars walking around Atlantic City. I mean, there's some characters We actually look like we were like... Maybe they could have thought Joe Biden and Kamala Harris walked in. That's how dusty Atlantic City is. I mean, we saw a woman in a mechanical <laughs> wheelchair speeding. What a blonde, a bleach blonde ponytail just blowing in the wind, smoking a cool with half legs. Yes. And, and, and just speeding like this. And I mean, I, I just I could not get enough of this woman because that woman has the answers. Anything you want, you want an, an honest answer from an individual. That is the woman because she can't. She doesn't care to lie to you. She's gonna tell you. I mean, she put out her cigarette on her nub, correct? Yeah, she was like. <laughs> I mean, she's the type of woman I can ask her. Hey, do you think I need braces? And she will give me the honest answer. Like, no bullshit. People will be like, nice, no, it's charming, the open bite. But no, she would be real. So you would ask her, do I need braces? And she would yeah, say, well, something. <laughs> she would go, yes. <laughs> yes, you do. You look like a fucking prairie dog. <laughs> this is a true thing. We saw her. She was on the boardwalk. And she had two missing legs, one missing arm. And she was lighting a cigarette somehow with one hand. <laughs> but, you know... Handling it like handling nothing it. looked like, like nothing looked awkward. She was like, Phew. yeah, which speeding, let, which lets you know that she's been missing those arms for a long time because she's actually gotten used to it. She's gotten used to how to light a cigarette with one arm. And uh, the thing about her is that uh, she looks like she hit a rock bottom a long time ago. 
That's like, when you see someone like that, you go, you can't go like, oh, that's rock bottom. You're like, oh, she hit rock bottom 10 years ago. You're looking at the consequences of rock bottom for 10 years ago. I mean, she's and, like, and, it's and like and a long still, time ago where shit went bad. Yeah, and she's still, she's still pushing. Pushing, dude. She's pushing. pushing. She was speeding. She was Isn't it crazy how some people's rock bottoms are different? You know, that, that was, that's a rock bottom, no doubt. Like, there's no doubt. But there's other people's rock bottom who will consider soft as, like, bitch motherfuckers. Like, oh, really? You peed the bed and you stopped drinking? There's people like that. <laughs> I know, yeah. You know? Yeah. There's people who move around like that. I had someone, uh, you know, I had a conversation with someone, and they were telling me this story, like, yeah, I had to stop drinking. I'm like, why? They're like, because the cops caught me with a joint. <laughs> And I, and I thought it was a joke. Yeah, I said, yeah. no, I got caught smoking a joint. Yeah, and, and you I, were like, really? That's hard for you? I sniffed baby powder for f at 8 in the morning, and I paid a $10 service charge for the ATM to get baby yeah, powder. Yeah, dropping poison. drugs and money in the, in the, in the uh, Atlantic City uh, alleyway in front of cops. Because there was cops, like, zigzagging, you know. So what was for you, like, you're, you're a guy who used to do stuff. You've been clean for a long time. I mean, I always joke... I always joke, you know, we're good friends, so I always talk about how annoyingly clear-headed you are. <laughs> Whatever I ask something, you always go, man, it's not worth it. You know, it's just like, don't do that. And I'm like, you know, he, why? I, it annoys me that you're right every single time about what I should do and how to stay away from dirtbag shit. And then whenever I'm doing something dirtbag, you fucking have to announce it on me. Can't even let me live my life. You're going, yo, you're doing that. And I'm like, damn, you're right. <laughs> so what, what was the rock bottom for you? You know, was what, it just looking around your apartment? I, you had no snakes. No, no. I'll tell you, and this might be not this not very funny, but I think it's, it's right. honest, and I think you would appreciate it uh, because uh, there was a time. You were, my, my, when my daughter was, was it, born, was it, was it at a Maurice's show? When yes, you, when, yes. When you saw my expression of disapproval, yo, that was one. That was one. So check me and Jess used to talk about how when you got hot, you got quiet. Yeah. That's how we knew you were high because you were quiet. Because so, and your eyes were mad squirrely. <laughs> Yeah, it's like how you know. I it was amazing. I paid fifty bucks to become an uncomfortable introvert. <laughs> like that's crazy that you yeah. pay money to behave that way. It must feel really good. No, it didn't. Like it's not. It, you know, you fucked up my eye because you were asking questions. <laughs> Yo, what spot we were at in Park Slope? It was a dope venue, like yeah. kind of divey. Oh, we were at um, uh, Southpaw when it was still there. Yeah, dogs. Come on, man. That was that was Marisa at its peak. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, technically, during that scenario, I'm your boss, and it's I need to know if my employees are high on cocaine. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, Angelo, I just assumed, but I mean, Serge is yeah, cracking the so show I, open. I, I mean, I, my daughter was born that night. Dirtbag shit. Yeah, and I looked across from you, and you looked at me like this. You went, so Serge, you want the yayo? <laughs> and I was like, nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> so that stood out to me. That was yeah. one. That was one. There's many of those, right? Um, and my daughter was just born. It was, she was born the day, the day before. Yeah. The day before. She was born the day before. I remember. I remember yeah. that day. I remember that. I remember you were quiet. And I remember you had it. I, I, I remember almost seeing it hit you where you're going like, damn. I this think, is I, I think I, I, the realization came on stage yeah. <laughs> in my five minute set. I, I just farted. My, I, <laughs> I just I, laughed and farted. <laughs> I think I used three of my five minutes talking about, oh shit, I'm a father. I think I might have done. I think I might have did that on stage. Where you just were like, oh my god, I'm a father. Yeah, hi. Yeah. Oh shit, I'm a father. Oh shit. Yeah. Like I think I did. That. That's probably some fucking grainy footage on a Nokia cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Video cam, you know, video 
floating around. Yeah, that's what oh. I, you talk about that on stage. I love that you go, yo. If you want to, uh, if you want to get off cocaine, the best way is to just become a uh, become a father. <laughs> yeah. So basically, your, your your daughter is your AA. Yeah, I mean, so that that's why. So there was a, there's a collection of those moments, but there's, there was one time that Charlie was maybe six to eight months, something like that, and I was hungover, and it was the it was a, a very like it was a beautiful sunny day, and with me and Liz are staying in the studio apartment, and it, it was hard to fucking wake up. I was so hungover. And I remember Liz had like was fed up. She was like, "No, you're gonna deal with that crying. You're crying child." And I looked at Charlie through the bars of her crib, and I really didn't want to deal with it. Like everything in me didn't want to deal. I was like, "I don't want to do this." And I was like, "Oh shit!" It dawned on me that if I keep going this way, I'm gonna be a lot like my father. A lot. It, it, all like, there were so many bad examples of what I could be, and then. It was that was the that was it because then from that point on, I did I used all the energy to get to get right and that's that was it like yeah. it was looking at her and I was like yo she doesn't deserve this she's like I'm not even giving this shit a chance right and she was crying I didn't want to deal with it. like every part of me was like holy shit I don't want to wow, be here wow that's a powerful moment that's a dope moment and I remember I remember yeah. her looking through the bars I, I remember the sun I remember how I felt and th that's consequential thinking I, I go back to that you right. know you know if I ever get a dirtbag temptation. That's one I, I I go in the archives real quick and I pull that one up. That's a good one, man. You know what it is to me? Like I figured out a long time ago because I have you as a friend, uh, Verzi. Um, I started realizing like, yo, at some point you got to like grow up and get a family and like have a normal life because as comedians, we can't just keep going. We, you know, at the beginning, at the beginning, it's like fun. Like you, you're performing and it's like fun and it's a party and you're part of the party. And then it becomes like a job, like what you're doing to make money and stuff like that. And then I feel like if you don't develop the other part of your life, it goes back to a sad party. It just ends up going like... There are a lot of examples. Yeah, it just ends up becoming like a sad party where you're still trying to party, but it's not a party anymore because you're past the age for which you should be partying. Yeah. So that's a really good thing that you had that moment. Yeah, and uh, you know, and from that point on, and the, the, the fact of the matter is, I failed a few times after that, but that was a strong driving force. Right. And then you become, you know, and and, and it was the only thing that mattered. And you know, um, then you get a, then you get a, then you get the annoying part comes in because when you're like newly sober, you're like a pink cloud, and I'm like a Jehovah Witness with the Bible knocking on everyone's door. Hey, do you know I'm sober? I have, I have uh, 125 weeks. And like, I'm telling you, and I'm enthusiastic. And people are like, excited, but I'm probably annoying. No, but you know And I just want everyone to be sober with me because right. it's, like, it's such a great thing. That's what I think it is. Like, I think people who get successfully sober are so enthusiastic because it's, you know how dark, you know how dark it's been and then how bright it is. It must feel extra bright for you. That's why you're so fucking annoying. Well, you're like, yo, Yanny, it's a good day. Well, Yanny, come on, let's go. Let's hit the gym. Let's I go. Also, I, mean, I don't know if this is me before that but I also I, I've seen those dark days that I don't let little shit get to me right like right. I, there's a lot of noise in your head that I can't allow to, to, to I can't allow myself to succumb to those grips because I'm like that. this is trivial shit right. this is something I created right and things that are beyond my control that shit goes off like rolls off my shoulder right but, you know right you're a guy you know the thing about you is like you're a guy that needs to have a lot of stuff. But I have a lot of hobbies. You got you got a lot of hobbies. <laughs> you're you're at, you got a high, you got a high drive. You have a you're high energy. Even I, I know you're high energy because sometimes I'll be in a car with you. And, 
Sometimes I won't book you for a weekend because I'm just not in the mood. <laughs> because no. I know I'm not going to be in the mood for your shit. No, I love your shit all the time. But so, I will say this. Sometimes in the car, if the windows are rolled up, I mean, <laughs> you come in a little loud. Yeah, I got a whack volume, right? No, because you I get got, excited. I come 10, right? Yeah, you come in. Sometimes you I come in. I spit when I talk, too. That's what a mask are good for guys I know, like me. I, I see sometimes you try to block. I don't mind about the spitting. But it's like when I'm driving, sometimes you hit that. I'm like, what is that, car? <laughs> You're like, yo, Guru was dope. And I'm like, <laughs> you just cut. You, you, you know, you got to. With, with the windows down, I think it's good. <laughs> but when the windows are up, that shit sometimes reverberates off the roof and hits me in all my orifices. Yeah. Because you're high energy. You got a lot of energy. That's why you got to... Sometimes I don't realize the volume and then I, I go, I close my nostrils and I blow and I'm like, holy shit, my ears are mad clogged. <laughs> like I was on another level. Yeah. Well, Sometimes you, I was such a straight yeah. And blow and they're like oh this is what I should be talking like this no but it's it. This, I don't find I love it I, there's nothing wrong with it but you're a guy who needs to stay active and so you are now you do comedy you're a you're a boxing trainer and you're an illegal snake enthusiast <laughs> I only have one that's mildly venomous is, slow down is there, is there is there a way to procure snakes legally they're legal. They're I legal mean, right yeah do you I, have to have like a license for snakes or some shit or you just, they're, just, they're misunderstood creatures I don't know what's misunderstood about a snake. I mean, all I know is a snake you know, will choke, choke you out. Yeah, but that rarely happens. Those stories are, you know, they, they make great news, but it rarely happens. Yeah, but they're reptiles, dude. They don't got feelings. They're not like a dog. Like, if you had, if there was a fire. But dogs will fuck you up, and they fuck people up every that's year That's true. After year. That's a good point. But yeah. they also they also love their owners at least they'll never fuck like your snake your, does your snake know you like what's up Serge I think <laughs> nah they're like not, when you start like, does he up, does he recognize your bop because you bop <laughs> I mean you got you ever see Serge come in Serge is different heights when he bops like if you were trying to measure him while he walked you'd have to you'd have to get both heights you up oh. the- you hear that shit the Mister Softy <laughs> yeah you that, know that, that makes a lot of kids feel good yeah about getting the dessert. And they, they, they hold on to those memories of like their mother giving them money and they're with their friends and they're getting a, you know, a, 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 a soft served on a cone with sprinkles on it. You know what that reminds me of? Yeah. Getting my ass kicked at 10 years old. What happened? I got my ass kicked <laughs> at 10 years old. What more do you want to know? With the soundtrack of the Mrs. Soft yeah, in the background? Yeah, it was a hot summer of the night in like uh, June and I was walking by myself and it's intuition. That, that was my first lesson of going against my intuition. I was 10 years old. I remember that's Charlie's age. That's my daughter's age. My daughter, that's young. Right. Like my daughter doesn't even go out on her own. Like she doesn't go to school. School's right up the block. I was roaming the streets around nine o'clock at night, heading home, dirty from a day of playing outside, you know, throwing, you know, rocks at my friends and shit like that, playing manhunt, all that crazy shit. Oh, you remember manhunt? That's a good, that's a good New York City game. Kick the can, manhunt. You play kick the can? Yeah. Yeah, all that. You know, play by the fire hydrant, a pump, you know, stick ball, all that. And there was a, a, a mob of kids. There was like 12 of them. And I was walking towards them, and I saw some old ladies on the bench, and I told myself, I'm not going to walk away. My gut instinct was to, you know, go right and go around the field and, and avoid them. And I said, no, I'm going to walk right through them. I'm not going to be scared. So it wasn't, scared. you weren't going against your intuition. You were trying to man up at 10 years old. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I, something was telling me, move. <laughs> <laughs> and I and this kid went, you talking shit shorty, and that, that ice cream truck was uh Ten you know, years old. Yeah, he came out and he just started punching me in my face, laughing. Ooh. And then another one hit me. And there was a little old lady who didn't get up to help me. <laughs> she was like, no, stop it, stop it. And they fucked me up. Yeah, New York was a dusty place back then. Yeah. New York was a dusty we we're all the same 
generation. Jesse didn't even finish high school because he going to school got too dusty. So you, so you were you, uh, out of fear, like you, it was the, the kids were too wild that, that you just quit school. Yeah, I mean he's a dude. He's a, he's an artist. Yeah. He's too sensitive for that shit. Yeah. We all. I, I pretty much did the same thing. Yeah. There was a lot of energy put in trying to fucking repel and defend myself and try to make up a character that can move around those fucking animals. Yeah. Like, yeah. Too much energy rather than being focused on school. Dude, school was the last thing. That's the last thing that was on anyone's mind with school. It was always about like, whenever you, it, there was an era in New York where whenever you went outside, it was always in the back of your head at least that something bad could happen. That's not normal to grow up like that. I know. That's like, talk about post-traumatic stress disorder. So, that, so that, I realized that much later. But then, you know, you, you, you think about, you know, child soldiers and shit. I mean, it doesn't knock what, what we've See, been See, there through. goes clear-headed surge. Clear-headed surge. I, you know, I mean, it can't be bad because somebody has it worse. I know, I know. And then, I shouldn't and he's do that. Because, but you're not wrong. But you're they, not wrong. Yeah, but there's, there's always You go, boo-hoo, <laughs> Jesse. You had to get on the fucking A train and go to school. There's some kid no, in Africa who's got that, one arm who had to give his arm away <laughs> fucking for a diamond. No. Some fucking woman in Switzerland <laughs> could get married. I, I don't like thinking like that because I feel like then you lose empathy. Or you, you, you know, I, like, I, I do think that way, but at times I feel like, no, your, your, your battle is just as important. And the people's, you know, rock bottoms or stories are just as important. But when you know some other shit that's going on, it does trivialize it a bit. Well, you're, the thing is, you're not wrong. So it's like, I remember Jesse used to tell me this. is like, because I remember you read What the What? Which, what, is the what, yeah. what is the what, which is about the uh, incident in Darfur, right? Yeah, the, sl- yeah. the civil war in Darfur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. And yeah, so it does, it's, it's different. Like, yeah, yeah we, right. we got scared on the train or whatever. These guys were chopping off their arm. I mean, there's, there's, there's one-armed children all over Africa so some woman in Europe could get married and have a diamond on her <laughs> ring. I mean, it's some fucked up shit. You, and you, no women ever go like this. They, never, they always measure it in carrots. I'm like, how about you measure it in how many missed <laughs> arms it cost? This right here is four arms, four baby arms. And maybe it's different because, a lot, you know, there, there are kids who take the H&R and, and, and are killed or go into drugs because of that trauma. It's a different, you know. Yeah, it, it, it is relative to a certain extent, but all bad things are bad things, I guess. But it is good to keep perspective. So, you know, like, hey, you can complain about it, but don't, don't become a bitch about it. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like Jesse got a GED, but let's be honest. I mean, was he going to get B's or A's anyway? <laughs> you ever try to do math around Jesse? Where he's like, wait, me and him, I'm, there's times we've been trying to figure out the check, and we're like, wait. And yo, then we just call like a seven year old. Like, you yo. like that with math? Terrible. Your dogs. Terrible. My daughter with the fractions, and that, that's the thing. I didn't like the homeschooling shit because she was asking a lot of questions. <laughs> Daddy, can you help with my fractions? I, I was like, I got to walk the dog. I was taking my dog for like 15 walks per day. My daughter was like, what the fuck? Like, we just went out. Yeah. I couldn't deal with it. And then I had to own it. I was like, I don't know this. I don't know this. Your mom's going to have to help you. Yeah, you got an interesting family, too, because um, you got, like, uh, you got stepkids, kind of, right? Yeah. You consider them stepkids? Like, yeah. So yeah. That, I'm probably going to be a, a, well, so Liz has three kids from a previous marriage. Right? She had right. kids young. Her first daughter, her first kid, uh, her daughter, she was, uh, Liz was 18 years old, who, who is now going to be a mom. Uh, she's gay, so she did the in vitro thing, right? Which is really cool. Do you know? Do you know what that now, is? That was the thing when you told me about it. I was like, "Yo, I didn't know how that process worked." Do you know how the process works? It's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, I ha- I knew very little about it, but it's um, you basically freeze the eggs, but you could get, you could get a sperm donor, and get a, a full description of who they are. So like the schooling, 
you know, whether that, you know, they have any dirtbag tendencies, you know, but it's all on the up and up. You know, their schooling is really dope. So you say, you're saying the sperm, the sperm donors, uh, like his resume, you get to see his exactly. resume. Exactly. Now, there's different Do you think tiers. those dudes, ro- what if they lie on their resume? What if it's like college educated, but the motherfucker didn't, he graduated high school and that was yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, G, G, he's still working on his GED type shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got my GE. <laughs> <laughs> When you're still working on your GED, you got your GE. Yeah, I mean, that could be a dude like me. I'm not that bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm you know, susceptible to drug use, but, you know, it's yeah. the thing. <laughs> I'm a good guy. Yeah, because they probably don't put any of the negative stuff down, right? It's just the positive I stuff. Mean, I don't know how much. Nobody goes, it, like, college graduate, but also spent a couple of years doing cocaine. Yeah, but I, right? I, I don't know how in-depth they go. I don't right. know what the process is. I, I wouldn't even be a, a potential candidate for a sperm donor because I was like. I wonder if you could make it like a, like a pyramid scheme. Where like the more you pay, the more you can find out. So it's like you pay an entry level. And it's like okay, college educated. But then if you do like another five grand, it's like, all right, yeah, I got a big dick. I got a big dick. Yeah. Then another grand, he's like, and then you just keep going and going and going. You find out the dude's parents own like a horse farm and they're billionaires. You know, there's like, some dirtbag shit in this family. Got it. Everyone got some dirtbag shit. Everyone's got. And some that's dirt. the thing, like you know, everyone got some dirtbag. You have to you own the dirtbag shit within you or your family. So check this out. I didn't realize. So there's a there's like a, a basic package, and let's say it's five G. It's like cable. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't. Yo, she, she didn't get the premium package. She got the basic package: education and like a, a quick little background. Oh, he grew up by horses in Canada or, or, or California. Right, right, right. So when this information was brought to my attention, I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Wow, and you got the, you got you got uh, you got the uh, the sperm in the freezer. That's really cool, man. Where's the picture? I said, oh, this package doesn't come with the picture. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I was eating, I remember I was eating a burrito. I was like, you might want to reconsider getting, going up, getting, getting, you know, spending a couple of more G's and getting the deluxe. I could, you know. So the deluxe comes with the picture. Two weeks later, yeah. yeah. Two weeks later, I'm wa- I, I walk into uh, the apartment. My stepdaughter's there with, you know, with Liz, her mother. And I look at a picture on the table. I'm like, ooh, who's that? <laughs> She was like, that's the guy. We went out. We got the deluxe package. I was like, oh, shit. I'm a fucking ugly. So he wasn't good looking. He wasn't good looking. He, um, you know how your eyes are real close together? He was yeah. opposite. He had shark face. <laughs> he had hammerhead shark. Like, I'd rather that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I, don't, yeah. I think, you know, I don't trust that that, that guy. That's My eyes are a little on. beady, right? Are they, are they frustrated sometimes? <laughs> Wait, you said they're, they're frustrated. Are they frustrated yet? Like when you look at me, do they? You just get frustrated because they're beady. Yeah, they. Uh, no, uh, they're they're beady, but only when you're when at, at certain points of your mood, they get a little beady. Like if you're upset, yeah. then I can't I can't stand them. Why? What, but, they, what do they get? What upset? <laughs> they get real beady. Yeah. <laughs> they get dry, like little oil drops. <laughs> yeah, a little just oil a little dark. Yeah, because yeah, little... I got dark eyes too. So sometimes in photos, yeah. it just and looks it like my happens, eyes are black. That's usually that's a, a small percentage of. Uh, uh, it's not really your disposition, but there's a certain time where you're not happy. I'm like, oh, you should be happy more often because <laughs> the beady eyes are not very becoming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do have my eyes are really they're really close. That's why I think I should just continue to wear glasses because at least it frames them and separates them a little bit. <laughs> 
So this and guy. It gives them their own little houses instead of putting them in as roommates. Yeah, this guy had. In a studio apartment. <laughs> Yo, my eyes are roommates in a very small New York City studio apartment. And at least if I could give them their own little tenements. Well, the pimple right now offsets her a little bit. It takes the attention. Oh, you saw the pimple? Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at that's you, man. Atlantic- just pointing out all my dirtbag shit. That's that, Atlantic- you're a dirtbag investigator. <laughs> that's an Atlantic City pimple. That was from, the, that was from White Castle. <laughs> no, that was probably from laying on that dusty ass bed that hadn't oh. got cleaned. We're lucky we didn't get scabies. No, so here's the deal. Last night. Wait, uh, wait, let me. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so, so, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, no. So the, the, the deluxe package. So she doesn't use it. She left that motherfucker in the freezer with she, the sofrito and the fucking <laughs> ice. Yo, with the with the with the, with the frozen pop, she, was, yeah. she left that motherfucker still in there. So if you know somebody, <laughs> so what did she do? She got it. She, she went, got another one. She went premium and package. Good looking guy. Yeah, chiseled face features. Wait, so are you really telling me that they give you you pay according to how good looking, how accomplished the guy is? Sperm? I don't know if it goes by good looking, but you definitely pay to get the picture. You pay to get the picture. Yeah, like there's a basic package that doesn't yeah. give you the picture. Right. And then it's like a deluxe version. You get the picture. And then it's like, you know, another one. But what if you get the picture and you don't like it? You paid for it already? You just have to deal with it? I think so. <laughs> That's whack. Yeah. So you and look- he, look, he looked a little bit like Drake. Yeah. You know, but with, you know, some other shit going on. <laughs> so not exactly like Drake. Yeah, there's some Drake, other like shit after, going Drake, like after, like he got his face reconstructed. Yeah, like you look at Drake and go, hey. Like, you, know, when you, you know, when you see someone, you go, so he was to Drake as I am to John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, John Stamos' wife and in in and that show was a dirtbag. Isn't she locked up? Which show? Oh, Full House. Oh, yeah, with her she kids. She got in trouble, right? Yeah, yeah, her kids. And she thought she was going to get away with that shit. Yeah, she tried to get, help her kids get into college or whatever. Yeah, um, people, are, people are nuts about education like that. Yeah, you know, but a lot of, a lot of people do that. I think she's like the... Scapegoat? She's like the scapegoat. You know what I mean? It's like, they all do that. Who does it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or they go, hey, you know, you know somebody at the college. It's all nepotism. You know how it is. You weren't born yesterday. You're from the Mm -hmm. streets. You know how it works. This is what I wanted to get back to about Atlantic City, though. So on our last night in Atlantic City, we did the shows, did great. Then um, we were searching for the fight. Can This is how dirtbag Atlantic City is. (laughs) And Serge made this point, and it's hilarious. Dude, we're in Atlantic City. There's like a couple of massive sports bars. We ended up going to this like sports area where the screen, it couldn't have been bigger. It was like the size of an airport hangar, the screen. And they had on like the Utah Jazz game on a night where Canelo was fighting. So Atlantic City is so down in its luck that Serge pointed out they didn't even spend 50 bucks to fucking get the Canelo fight. Yeah. I mean, we're watching fucking baseball. I think they had a a WNBA game on. (laughs) In fucking Atlantic City, yeah. it's only fifty bucks. Like, yeah, so we couldn't so, even find the fight in Atlantic City. Yeah, we, we were at, at a fucking beautiful sports bar that looked amazing. They didn't have the the, the 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 fight that the world was watching. We were on my fucking the Zone app on my phone, my little ass finger <laughs> showing the fight. Right, with his finger hanging up like that because it can't grip the phone. So mm-hmm. it was just like that, and his finger was just out. his finger always hangs out like that. And Yannis was like, "Can you do something with the finger? I can't." Yeah, he could. It was just moving around like. That. But you made a funny point. You said something about how, like, it because you spelled it out, and we thought about it. It's real funny. Like somebody actually made that decision. Somebody was sitting around and going, like, in Atlantic City, going, like, ah, uh, yeah, no, you know, 
we don't have fifty bucks to spend for the yeah, fight. Yeah, it's like I, I picture like a young like intern or someone you know ambitious. Like, oh, we should have the fight on for our guests. You yeah. know, Canelo is fighting us Saunders. It's like UK versus Mexico, and like oh, it's not in the budget. Yes, fifty bucks, <laughs> fifty bucks. I mean, we, me and you would have paid for it. Yeah, if we would have went to the head of Atlantic City and been like, yo, let us buy the fight. Yeah, supremely dirtbag. So the night started off like that. So you know the night. You know when the night starts off like that, that it's going to be just a rough night. It's always like, what is that, the Murphy's Law? Now, you just got the unlucky location because all I heard was one skirmish. I just heard one, one skirmish in the hallway. So it's our last night there. We're trying to leave early in the morning. We want to get a good night's sleep. A couple of healthy guys who worked out. You know what I mean? We didn't eat that bad. You know, just, uh, just watch the fight on Serge's phone, me, him, and, and his and finger. And I'm awakened to fucking, you know... Think, you know, Solange beating up Jay-Z. Think fucking, uh, what's the, uh, you know, Chris jo Brown beating up Rihanna. Or it Johnny Depp and what's her name? Uh, the white girl. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but like that. Yo, you had to balance it out because I was throwing a lot of black people under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's, it's not the only dirtbag situation. To be, to, be, to be fair, it was a predominantly black hotel. Okay? I mean, so I think one of the jokes I told was I said, I think this hotel thought that Cat Williams was here this weekend. <laughs> Yo, most of the people, everyone was nice. It uh -oh. just happened that there was a fucking couple. Uh, there was a couple, and it, but it was dusty. There was a couple next door to me that was fighting, and she was like, "Fuck, you gonna do? Fuck!" And it was just like, "Oh." But here's the thing. This is the funny part. This is the funny part. Oh, please. Help. Serge all weekend was telling me, you know what? He goes, he goes like this. Is my, this is my favorite part. He goes all weekend. He's going, he going. You know what? It's nice. It has character. He was because he's so clear headed. This is where he, his clear headedness gets a little annoying. Go, you know what? You're looking. You know, you, you're saying it's a negative thing, but look, this place has character. You know, it's dusty, yeah, but I mean, these people have character. They're good people. You know what I mean? It, it's all everything is fine. It's a, it's a, it's it's. It may not be the classiest place. You know, I did find a pubic hair on my face when I woke up, but you know, he's so clear headed. He's going, you know what? You know, the maid's probably not getting paid a lot right now, COVID and all that. He's finding all the over empathy, but God forbid that dustiness interrupts his night of sleep. What's the first thing the surge did? What's the first thing he did? He called security. security. <laughs> <laughs> he went, he went, hello, security, security. There are some people and I'm putting people in quotes because the way they're acting right now, you would not know it, who are interrupting my sleep. Can you call the police now, please? Yeah, dog. The place is so dusty. I didn't, I couldn't even use the phone because I, there was no front desk button. <laughs> So I just relied on other strangers. You just picked the phone and somebody just said hello, and you're like, who's this? He's like, yo, this is Jerry. Who's this? <laughs> right. You're like, yo. He's like, I'm not at the front desk. I'm at my house. Oh, yeah. It was fucking. So they were going crazy. There was like a big fight in the hotel, and you called security. Security came up. But you were you were getting close to going out there in your yeah, slippers and you saying something. Excuse me. Can you guys keep it down? <laughs> this is not okay. This is not okay. Yeah. When people say that it's not okay, it's a really annoying. It's no really, matter what it is. Yeah. This is not okay. Now, you hear that a lot. You hear that tone a lot. Serge is like, you might be like, you got to be one of the best. I'm not just saying that because you're my friend, because I train with you. You're so good at it. Oh, I appreciate that. You're so good at it. And you know. I enjoy it. You can tell I enjoy it. This is how you know you're good. Because you got the, I feel like if there was like, just like there's a basic level and a premium level and a deluxe package to the frozen sperm you could get if you want to do in vitro. I feel like if you're a trainer, who you are as a trainer can be seen through the clientele you got. And I think the lower 
trainers are going to get guys who are like, yo, man, you know, like I'm trying to get in shape. Or like some douchebag from Wall Street going like, yeah, man, fucking teach me how to box or something just in case I want to call a waitress a bitch and the bouncers come. I want to be able to handle myself. Sergio gets the, like top, like white girls. He gets these. He gets like high. Sir, I love Sergio. He gets like, they yeah. rec when they recommend him, they go, oh my God, he's so per <laughs> he's so personable. He's so I got, funny. Yeah. He's also a comic and he's so fucking sweet. He's so sweet. He's so good at his job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a dope crew. Yeah. And they, they're so good. And I and there's so many that I follow and that are down that I can say no to people, which is fucking nice. I feel but like every now and then I got caught, you know, slipping. You know, there's a, there's a someone will say no, and then they'll see you on the street training somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there was a guy. You know, he he was like a super in the building, and that, you know, sometimes you could, you do, and that's fine. It doesn't matter, it's super, but I can just tell there's bullshit coming right. up. Right. When they're like, "Do you do a half hour session?" I know there's bullshit. Right. Right. There. Right. Right. Because right. you're already saying you want to pay half the money. Right. 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 Do you do half hour session? All I want to do is hit the pads. I'm not a punching bag. You're not just gonna hit right. my hands right. for thirty minutes. Right. right. You know, like right. you know, oh, I box before. I just want to hit pads. Nah, we're not doing that shit. Yeah. I can smile bullshit a mile away. Yeah, that is a good position. You've gotten so popular doing it that uh, you could you have to turn down people. Oh yeah, it's a good fit. I like saying no. You like saying no. Yo, you should open your own spot at some point. Yeah, I did. yeah. You, you, you don't seem to be impressed with the fact that I'm doing most of my classes under an oak tree. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Hopkins Square Park. Here's the thing, Sergio. We were joking because, like, you know, it's funny. Like, we did well. I did well under the pandemic with hyenas. We we grew under the pandemic. Serge also did well under the pandemic. You were one of those trainers that just fucking adapted and you started working. I jumped on it quick. I didn't fuck yeah. around. I felt sorry for myself for a day, twenty four hours, and then I jumped on the the, the Zoom. And I did that. And that sucked. I didn't like doing it. Right. But I did it. Right. And I did a lot of it. Right. And then I figured it out. And you did a few freebies with me when I was recovering from COVID. Yeah. That felt good, man. It felt good Thank to you like, for that. yeah. It that felt was good. real nice of you. Yeah. It it, yeah. No, it felt good to connect with you. Because we didn't see each other in a long time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But once you started whining, I was like, yo, I got a bad connection. Once <laughs> 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 yep. you started crying, I was like, yo, yo, you shake. Yo, where are you? I was in like the basement? I, was I, like kept, a... I kept on going like this to the screen. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, Yanni, push up. Go. You're gonna give me five squat. Yo, what's I'll call you? What's that like <laughs> training people outside though? Because like you're you don't have the privacy of a gym, so you have to deal with whoever's in the park all the time. You oh, probably dogs. I mean, you know, I it doesn't happen often. When you're dealing with uh, you know, the public, you have to this nip it right on the butt. Cause you you know, we're street savvy dudes. I could tell right off the bat, if I see a dude on a city bike. That I'm like, yo, this guy doesn't have an active bank account. <laughs> I could tell right off the bat, right. plastic bag hanging off the, you know, he's, he's, he likes to ride too much. Right. He's doing, you know, sharp turn. You know, he's in a basketball court. He does not have an active bank account. Right. He pulled that shit from the seat right. and figured it out. <laughs> and now he wants to tell me that he was a Golden Gloves champion right. in 1986. Right, right. And what I do is... When it comes to street people, and I'm, if I have a session going on with like five, you know, girls, I'll, I, I say what's up to them. I engage with them immediately. I look right in the eye. I say, well, good morning, bro. And why do you do that? So if you see someone kind of hovering around, yeah. that's a hover. I, I, yeah, because people want to feel noticed. Because when someone hovers, they're not up to any good. Yeah. You know what, I, you know what the, one of my favorite hovers is? Is actually like the Atlantic City prostitute hover, where you're at the bar and you just like, 
They're, you know those girls that just hover? That's how you know who's a prostitute and who's not. Because when a girl's not a prostitute, she's like, if she's by you, it's like she's getting her drink and then she's like, she's got like a look like, get away from me. Yeah, gross. But if like you just see some girls hovering around you, it's not because you're Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, they're doing this. They got the straw and they're going. Yep, yep. They're, they're looking just, over. Yeah, that's the look too. Right that's the look. Yeah. <laughs> You look like so-and-so. Yes, yes. Uh, you look like a break dancer. Yeah. Oh, one of them said that to you. Yeah. 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 She was dusty. She was dusty. She was definitely a prostitute. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I can't just get a compliment, right? She no, I'm just saying. Not because she, she gave me a compliment. <laughs> this guy shit on my parade. No, because it was just a weird compliment. She was like, you look like Obama. <laughs> I was like, I think she's just trying to make conversation and see if you want to go upstairs. For real. For a couple of dollars. But um, so yeah, you you with these girls, and so why do you do that when you see when you see a guy who's hovering, a guy you feel like is a street dude or, or sketchy? Why do you why do you immediately engage him first to let him know that that you know he's there? Yeah, because I I think ignoring or not make you know giving eye contact it gives them more of a reason to try to figure out what the thing is that what's going on, right. or they take they take it they take it as a, a sign of disrespect. Like he's so I'll just be. Short and sweet, yo. Good morning. And then, if they want to continue to talk or something, like they, you know, they're taking that as like a an introduction. I, I'm just working here. I got it an hour. You know, and I just I'm an honest but short and sweet. Right. Nip it on the butt because I've done the other, you know, turned away, roll my eyes towards the girls, and not address it, and it just it continues to happen. What's the most dirtbag shit that's happened out there during COVID? Uh, Did you have like any real dirtbags who were like looking at the girls and stuff? Because you're kind of like their protector almost there when you're out there in the... So this one guy was hovering around and he was like, yo, uh, and he, he, and I said hello to him, but he kept on coming around. And I played it around in my head like, yo, some shit may go down. Like they, this guy has bad energy. So that sucks that you, you're trying to train these girls and now you're also yeah, thinking at the same time. Yeah, which by the way, oh, that's all the times I've been out there is never, it, 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 two times I was it's like, this is, this is a little awkward. But so he was like, he, all he wanted to do was tell his story. I, I'm done. He's like, you ain't pay you for that? I'm like, yeah, that's my job. He's like, yo, I used to be a Golden Gloves champion. And then he started shadow boxing. <laughs> he actually looked pretty good. He wasn't yeah. back until he boxed. Right. And he goes, yo, I could have been somebody, man. But when I was 18, my, my boy got murdered. And I saw the guy who killed him. And I murdered him. And I was like, it derailed my career. But yo, if that didn't happen, man, I would have been champion. Yo, at least he's been. a good friend, though, right? Yo, he's a good friend. He, he said murdered. that shit casually. casually. It wasn't like he was trying to impress me and right. intimidate me. He wanted to tell the story that he could have been a champion. Right. And he took a life. Right. Like, he, he mentioned that part of the story as if he just lost a Metro card. Right. Like it was that casual. Right. It was wild. Because he's a kid who li he lived a hard life in jail, too. Yeah. Was he older? He was, yeah, he was probably, like, late 40s, 50s. Yeah, he was young. 50s? Damn, so he, he got a short bid for murder. Yeah. That's yeah. a short bid. Well, this one time, I'm training this guy. This guy. This is, this is at Tompkins Square Park. This is a few years back. This guy comes through, and he's, like, a Middle Eastern stocky guy. He looks strong. And he comes, and he says, I, I practice my own martial art. And he says, I, you know, I don't want to interfere with your session, but you know, if you guys want to learn my martial art, you know, I teach you both. It's a combination of jujitsu and, and he's like mad intrusive. Right. And he's like a thick dude. Four arms are thick. 
and and he's just like, may I show you? And like he, I was like, I'm kind of busy right now, so let's do it quick. He's like, he says, you know, I can manipulate you with two hips. And he like grabbed me, and that's a weird thing for a stranger to grab you. Yeah, and you know, and he's like, take my card. You want you and your your student? I I I teach you my martial. He was art. basically marketing on your people. Yeah, he says, I'm not trying to steal your client. I just, you know, and I was like, this that's is exactly what, it, what you're trying to it do. It felt weird. Yeah, and he gives me his business card. Yeah, now his business card is a. The, the picture on it is a selfie of him laying in bed like this. <laughs> With all the fat from his neck just falling on his ears. Yeah, that's not going to do it. And yeah. on the business card, it, it states that he's a web designer, <laughs> martial artist. It's like a list of like 15 different things. Yeah. And on the very end, it says, Tenek East Court. I don't know what that means. <laughs> So I, esc- he's an escort. Well, this is what like I I, I don't know. It was like it was a Tinnick escort. So I you know I was I go home. I yeah. tell the story to my wife. She's like, oh my god, that's so weird. And, and I was like, he said, oh, there's a YouTube channel. On a YouTube channel, he's on a train breaking coconuts with his elbow <laughs> on a track on an active working train. So he's a strong dude. He's a strong yo coconut. Yeah, he's like that. And he go. Ah, and he's like that. He's like disgusted with the just ah, ah. and he finds a napkin somewhere. He just ah, you know. He's somebody who probably has the skill, but he just needs help in the marketing department. Oh, he's he needs Andrew Schultz to come in and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's clean up that business card. Yeah. yeah. So check it out. He's breaking coconuts. I get deep into it. Now it gets weird. Now I get on his Twitter, and it's like, oh, I don't care if uh, you know, I have a tattoo of Al Qaeda. Um, I mean, I still represent my people. I didn't get it, and it, it kind of spooked me out. Right, like, yeah, right, right. Weird. So I threw the card away. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the, the, it's a story in the apartment, right? right? So Liz's brother comes in. He's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Can I see his card? He's like, what the hell is Tenek? And I was like, I don't know. So we type it in, Tenek, and it's 10-inch in one word, 10-inch escort. So what does that mean? Oh, it means he's a 10-inch ass court, motherfucker. Oh, that means he's got a 10-inch dick. Yeah! Yo, my man really needs to pick a career. <laughs> Yo! Yo, you can't do it. You can't be a jujitsu web designer and a 10-inch escort. You got to pick one. You know, yeah. what do they say? Uh, what is that? Uh, jack of all trades, master of none. <sighs> you should have called him and like, Yo, bro, let me see your jujitsu and let me see your dick. And whichever one I feel like is superior, you got to go with that. You can't have 10 inches and, and leave that for a life of jujitsu. That motherfucker needs to be in porn. <laughs> yeah. He needs a role model, somebody to guide him in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't going to be you that day. No. Because he, he was interrupting your session. Yeah. And also, you're never, if you have to give your business card, you're not going to get business. The best way to get business is word of mouth, no? Like, you got all word of mouth. You got, like, good word of yeah, mouth. It like, almost feels corny putting up, hey, doing sessions. Right. But that's just, you know... And it took, you know, it, it took a long time. You know, I mean, it, it's being personable. It also helps that I've been doing stand-up for years. I know how to work with people. Right. I, you know, I know how to make them laugh. I know how to make it interesting. People learn differently, too. Some people, it's uh, uh, words. Some of them, you got to, you know, uh, show them exactly what it is. Like, you got to, there's different ways of working with people. Some people uh, respond to, like, a hard orders. Other people need thorough explanations and be a little softer whatever the case but um i think you know the people i work with it's a certain tone that's consistent and it works and it's word of mouth at this point now here's the thing about long days i obviously this podcast is all about me 
passionately ranting about stuff and telling the truth in the news. I'm the only trusted news source available. But it's very interesting and fascinating to me that people's passions, what they, what they gravitate to, I think speaks more to who they are innately than to who uh, they're nurtured by or whatever. Because like, there's plenty of parents who try to give a baseball to their kid and the kid's like, eh. I mean, you always hear that Ken Griffey Jr. story, but for every Ken Griffey Jr. story, there's a million baseball players whose kids didn't want to do that. So when people gravitate towards certain things, I feel like it's innate, almost destiny. You gravitated, you're just a, you're, there's something about you that's just, you move around with funny energy. <laughs> you got a combination of hobbies and passion. They're not even hobbies. You're you are deeply passionate about boxing, about uh, boxing, and you worked at, you went and sought out a job at Petland to be around animals. Yeah, and, I was proud of that job and too. Stand up comedy, how, and drugs. <laughs> now you gave drugs, you threw drugs off the bridge, but how? How was that a natural tug for you? Did you seek out Petland, or did you see a sign in the store? <laughs> Because I have a feeling you sought it out. You you had a goal to work at Petland. Yo, dogs. I used to go every weekend with my mother. We used to take a walk to Petland discounts to get pinkies for my little king snake. So that you got a snake first. You wanted a snake. Like, you didn't know any... Did you know anyone with a snake that, that influenced you? I had, <laughs> I had a library book that I read over and over. And I had a description of, like, 30 snakes. And I learned I learned all about it. And you were drawn snakes. to it when I you saw it. I was drawn to it. See what I'm saying? It's like, you are a sculptor and, like, and, and painter and artist and stuff like that. And, like, he's so good at it. But, like, I remember we were roommates when you started sculpting. And the first thing he sculpted was, like, dope. If you gave me something, I would sculpt a penis or a smurf. And that's it. Like, I don't have the innate ability to do that. So it's like, there's something innate like you're born in your code that like and then you like you go through life trying i think that's the point of life is like to try to find those things that your code wants you to do and you sort of feel that click when you find them when you opened up that library book and you looked at those fucking evil animals who will <laughs> choke out your rabbit would not think twice about it you fell in love and then they, you started they, 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 they they uh they bring me peace they, they, they they're slow moving the way they feel they're mysterious. They're beautiful creatures to me. I mean, if I really express to you how I feel about them, it would probably, I, I, that's the way I feel. They bring me peace. Like, you know how someone tends to their garden? Yeah. When I tend to my animals, that's the way I feel. That's great. You know, like the growth of it, growth in it. I like to decorate the cages. Like, that's part of the fun, you know, giving it a naturalistic enclosure, even though they're like in the equivalent of a studio apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they don't know they're snakes. Yeah, and they, you know, they like, they like confined areas that are dark. They like to, you know, they have no arms, obviously. So they like to feel like their body close to something. If not, they feel vulnerable. You don't want to approach a snake from above either, because right. then they feel like a predator, like a predator's above them. Right. You always come in at the same eye level. Right. You know, tap them on the head with a little hook. Tick, tick. Right. So because they're, they're food aggressive. Right. I have one that comes out like yeah. ready, like that, biting his bottom lip like that. <laughs> like it's like me when I was used to look for coke like that. What that that. So he's ready. He he wants food. Yeah. So one. what you do? You train them. You tap them. So on they the have head. different personalities. Like you can tell the you different. Know, some of them are more food aggressive. Others a little more shy. But it's very small variation. Yeah, yeah. It's not like humans where like one person could be very. If smart, you're interested you're, in a reptile that has a real brain and they understand your, your, you know who their their their, their uh, caretakers, monitor lizards, komodo dragons, things in that family. Komodo dragons are dirtbags. Yeah, they're super intelligent though. Like they know they're the deal. Dirtbag killers. I would love to go to Komodo Island. Do you know what komodo dragons do? How they kill? 
It's wild. So then what they do is they'll stalk you. They'll stalk you and then run up and just bite you once. And they got venom. And then they'll just wait for you to, yeah, to kind of get paralyzed. And then they eat you alive while you're paralyzed from the venom. So after they after they bite you, they just stalk you and hang around until you find kind of that. And then they I would love to visit Komodo Island, though. You like dirtbag animals. But then you also love dogs, which to me are not dirtbag animals. I mean, they're amazing creatures, though. If you think about it, they've been around here for years. I had a, a six-foot iguana yeah. named Moesha <laughs> who used to fucking whip my pit bull, Taina, with, with his tail to eat her dog food. He's like, oh, and they go, <laughs> and then walk and eat dog food. I had a fucking lizard, a vegetarian lizard. They eat dog food. Yeah, that, that, yeah. And he used to, she, she used to hang out by the windowsill like this. <laughs> and one day, uh, uh, early Thanksgiving morning, I, I was awakened by my ex. We had a mattress on the floor, right? That was my, my Murphy bed at the time. There's a mattress on the floor. And she's like, oh, my God, Moesha has pushed the, 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 the screen out. She was going back and forth on the screen. <laughs> I went to retrieve Moesha. She falls out the window, surfing on the fucking screen. Eight stories, Johnny. Did she live? Bang! I go downstairs. I'm a flip-flop. The lizard looked cool as shit. It was all white. With black shirts like a fucking zebra Wait, lizard. It changed it, it changes colors? Yeah, shocked. Yeah. I thought it was dead. I was just gonna put it in the incinerator. I didn't know what to do. Yo, he got up and went. <laughs> amazing creatures. That is amazing, yeah. I got eight I pick, story fall. Eight stories. I pick it up. Of course, I run into an abuela, like an old Spanish woman in the lobby. <laughs> she screams. I freak her out. I'm gonna kill that woman. <laughs> I never heard a howl like that. You know how old the Spanish people, they see a serpent like that? Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. the way you're behaving. Oh, my God, crazy creep, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine yeah. an old, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm very surprised that you react like that. Yeah, no, it's but. It's very disappointing. No, I know, but my favorite part of that story, it was a great story, but my favorite part of the story is I love when you try to pronounce Spanish words like you speak Spanish. Because yeah. you don't speak a lick of Spanish, but you'll, you'll you, once in a while, he'll be like, you know, and then there'll be an abuelita. <laughs> Yo, and Yanni is so fucking observant that he knows, he feels my discomfort immediately yeah. because we had a fan who spoke to me in oh, Spanish right outside of a parking lot and they said 50 things in Spanish and I get the immigrant smile. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, he didn't go, no, I don't, sorry, I don't speak. He pretended that. Yeah, so he a- did the immigrant smile anyway. Yeah, 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 abuelita. <laughs> Yo, and the guy knew. I think you even said despacito. <laughs> Yo, and you looked at me, like, you just knew how uncomfortable I, I knew felt. You were, yeah. And you were just waiting for them to leave. And they left immediately. As soon as they leave, I made I made jokes about it. I was yeah. like, yo, I left. I left the dude kind of hanging. You did, because he said some shit. And then you were like, he did one of these. He went, he went like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he might have asked me a question. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, he said like 14 words. He was like, Puerto Rican. He said, bada, 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 bada. It was something. Went, yeah. <laughs> and he knew I was full of shit. And he kept it moving. <laughs> But that happens to me all the time with Greek people when they start speaking to me in Greek, and I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> the worst. It's the worst. But you know, I'm fucking. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna learn the language. I've, I've resigned to the idea. It's too late at this point. I feel the same way about Greek. It's like I'm just too late, man. It's too I would late. like, yeah. I mean, I could learn, but yeah. it's gonna be a lot of time. Are you like me? Like your sister speaks, and you're the one who doesn't. Absolutely. Yeah, it that's sucks. like me too. My brother speaks. I'm the only one who doesn't. Sergio Chicone, Sergio Chicone uh, on Instagram. Um, you don't even you don't even want me to t- how if somebody wants to like do a session with you, is there room? No, reach out, reach I, out. I, yeah, I, I um I actually had a, a few of uh crossover fans 
people who listen to the podcast, they're dope to train. Shout out to Smitty if he's listening to this. I have a few of them. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you're interested in the session? Let's get it on and popping. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good workout. And um, yeah. Be your own gloves, though. Don't, don't annoy me with that shit. Like, do you, do you provide gloves? It's fucking, we just, we just fucking went through a pandemic. Why would you want to use someone else's glove? Using someone else's used glove is like the equivalent of wearing someone else's socks. It is, it is, it is baffling to me that yeah. people will even ask those questions. Yeah, yeah. He's, you see how clear-headed he is? You know, he's, you know, and he loves the dusty scene. It's, but he doesn't want anyone using sharing gloves. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm not just saying this because he's my dear friend, but he is... I mean, it's it's an you won't get a better training experience if you want to learn how to box. You want to work out. I mean, he pushes. Uh, that's why he's so popular. So go check him out. Where do they hit you up on the gram for that or what? Yeah, Just informal. At, hit him at, up on the gram at Sergio Chicone. Yeah, hit him up on the gram if you're interested or you know somebody who's interested. Also check out his podcast, the DBS podcast, and uh, you know hopefully, and I know it's true. Hopefully, Serge will be coming out with me a lot. You also probably see him uh, doing stand up all over the city, wherever. But you know, uh, go check them out. Support Surge. Listen to the DBS podcast. And thanks for being uh, my first official guest with the sign. I appreciate you, homie. Thank you so much.